Marty, how did you come up with the name for Chanel Furtado, Grand Mark Gudalavi, Ferdinoda the Third, or whatever? <laughs> what? Um, my cat. With her twenty names Chanel that you've added on to since I first learned them. Chanel Furtado, Grand Mark Gardner, Lena Dovna, Asmodeus the Third. So wait, wait. Pre-question: Do you tell that to the vet? No. Okay. I actually, I tried to put her full name in there, but there wasn't enough blocks. So it was just Nellie. Yeah. When you have eight, 12, when you have 20 names for it. Yeah. She has a normal length name. Does she? Yeah. For a fucking 1400s king with all of their, (laughs) with all of their accolades listed on as well. Okay. Cole. Yeah. (laughs) Four names. names. I learned that. Is that really your name? Say it again. That's what I did too. (laughs) Say it again. Rose, a that. comic book character. Welcome to the ADHD Book Club Podcast, your only book club podcast that breaks books into bite-sized pieces for our easily distracted conveniences. My name is, in fact, Cole. I am the training conductor of the shipwreck today as we discuss Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, Our Infinite Days. I am stealing today's bit directly from another podcast I listened earlier to today called uh, Unprepared Casters, and their question is, if you could have any animal trait attached to your human body, what would you like it to be? And I have two. One, I'm also stealing from somebody who said that, but I thought of it before they said it, so I'm calling it good. And that is, I want the cat's ability to see human stripes, because I want to see what fun stripes my humans have. Wait, what? Uh, Yeah, all humans have stripes. Yeah, humans have stripes. Uh, What? Cats can see them. Cats can see them, humans can't. Like, your skin skin has a natural pattern to it that is visible to cats, but not to humans. Um, I think it's like a UV thing. Uh... I'm yeah, not entirely certain right. about it. Is that why cats think they're better than us? It's because they are. Yeah, because literally. Of they are. Sometimes like think that you are just big clunky cats. Um, but I want I want that ability, or alternatively, functioning gills. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Matcha. I'm gonna need help on that one. My brain just was like, nope, no thoughts. <laughs> just do the easy fun one. Just say you want cat ears. Oh, yeah. I could. I could. Hi. Any animal trait you want. It's overwhelming. <laughs> Hi, I'm Machamello. I'm the head librarian of this lovely book club. I use she, her pronouns. And animal traits. This is the worst. This Ooh. is like the only one that I'm thinking of. I'll probably use Marty's, but I'm going to finish first. I want the ability to nap like a cat because I can't nap at all. I would love that. Just the ability to like, clonk out wherever you go. Yeah, just <laughs> honestly, that's out. a good. That's, 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 a, a, that's a good. That's it probably is. the best one. I was just gonna say you should be like the lizard, where they can do like the third eyelid and can sleep oh. with their eyes open. Oh, <laughs> okay, but cats have two eyelids, and that kind of freaks me out because one of my cats doesn't like closing his eyes all the way. It's that too. 
My brother he, like, does stick that. to his like, clothes the, the white one. I'm like, please stop. You're making me so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> You're on Sometimes... my lap and you don't trust me. Please. Oh, hi. Hi, cat. This, this guy right here, he like, you know how cats like, they do like the very slow eye close thing? Yeah. He, he only does it with one eye. So he's always like oh. winking at you. Oh, he's <laughs> like a pirate. He is. Okay, go. You're in a very weird place. Okay. Cosmic. <laughs> oh, is that your popcorn? Hi. Yeah. No, I am cosmic. Um, I have banana bread today. We <gasps> talked about that like last week. Got yeah. some banana bread at the ADHD book yeah. club, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> banana bread. Um, yeah, my mom told me if I wait for things, then good things will happen. So I waited for some things and I got some banana. Anyway. Um, for the good things. <laughs> I go by she, her pronouns. I am Resident Chaos Goblin in the basement. Um, I would like to have good night vision or mm. like echolocation because I have terrible hearing. <laughs> so one of those. <laughs> nice. I'm just imagining Cosby going around doing like the, like, I can't do it with the microphone, but like, like clicking sounds. Oh, like I was trying to do the dolphin sound. <laughs> any of those yes we're just out the, in public i went the opposite direction and i went from like avatar when they're doing the play to like make fun of the story to recap the whole story the mm -hmm. ember island episode where wow. Toph has to scream <laughs> to do <laughs> that location thing. yeah exactly yeah. Sperm whales are like sperm whales are like yeah. you're like mm. what the fuck yeah. is that yeah pretty I much want, like, like, uh, yeah, I want like the most annoying form of echolocation. Like, what could the sound be? Like, a just like resounding, like, oh, whoa, or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like, like bounces off volume. the mountain. The ominous sound <laughs> of very distant. Oh, well. <laughs> that would be good. I can't do anymore. <laughs> oh, God, they're coming. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> It's like in horror games where you can tell the monster's getting closer by the sound, but it's just yeah. ooh and it's cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jaws theme, but it's ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, cosmic, who are you popcorning? Morning, Marty. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marty. I use she they pronouns. Um, hmm. You are the rat that lives in the walls. Oh yeah, I'm the rat that lives in the walls. Um, but I imagine I'm very chill sometimes and I like taking naps. I also have snacks. Um snack rat. Um I want to have octopus arms. So that way I can wash dishes more efficiently. Like four extra octopus arms or just like you want really wiggly arms no i want like extra octopus arms okay so i can be washing like multiple dishes at once so i can go faster because i hate arms? doing the no they're like octopus arms oh they're tentacles. like tentacles well i didn't want to say i want tentacles but I, if that's where we are guest i want tentacles the resident monster fucker <laughs> 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 but I don't want it for anything nefarious. I just want it to be more efficient. A start. I can be Guys, I swear I could be trusted with tentacles, promise. <laughs> Listen. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Wait, 
I want tentacles. What I do with them is my business. My body, my choice. True. It's so, a clip. Anyway. <laughs> I will be making my job easy this week. In a feminist way because it's tentacles. I don't know what that means. Feminist tentacles. <laughs> feminist feminist tentacles. tentacles. <laughs> no. Boo. I hated that. I hated that. I hated that. I it out. Okay, I'm up Austin. I mean, Valerios. Hi, I'm Austin Valerius. He and pronouns. Uh, head researcher of his book club. Uh, I think better vision. Like these these glasses have not been a lifelong lifelong thing. It'd be nice not to wear them the rest of my life. But Hell yeah. better vision from like an eagle or something to be more on brand. Same as last week. Yeah. Do eagles have good vision? Eagle. Oh. Eagle. Eel. Eel. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate eels. Eel. Don't talk to Let's me. Go. More <laughs> eels. If I ever see more eel, it's hands on the side. <laughs> tentacles. tentacles? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's a big tentacle. <laughs> I hate them. They look weird. They're ugly. One reserved to my mother once. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'll see. Eels taste good though. There you go. There. <laughs> Next time you're having eel, it's like this one's from Marty. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Eels. <laughs> That's me. I am Tevin, a.k.a. Beals. I use he, him pronouns, and I am the ruler of the meme turret. I don't know. I'm yes. just here for the memes. Anyway. Um, gosh, I don't know. Animals are cool. They do cool mm-hmm. things. My mm-hmm. first instinct was was gills, just like you were saying, but you also kind of took it. You can also, also go with gills. We also, my feet cramp no, every time I go so here animals where we, we cannot do share that. traits, and you, we're, humans <laughs> are allowed to share traits, too. No. You see... I get I get weird cramps every single time I swim though, especially my feet. Don't know why. It's annoying. So we're skipping water. Then I thought about flying and I realized how much effort that would take. And I would just be mm-hmm. the fattest, sweatiest, like, <laughs> like <laughs> thing in the air <laughs> trying to fly. So uh the real answer is going to be uh owls, so that I could be uh, accepted as a night owl uh in society and Aww. then uh, and also turn my head like 270 degrees and freak people out. <laughs> And you can hack up owl pellets after you eat things. That sounds fun. Yeah. (laughs) Horrifying. Thanks. Deals, why are there bones? Oh, wait. I guess he would still eat meat. I was going to say I'm surprised that no one said, like, wings or a tail. But those both seem, like, very bothersome and inconvenient. Well, I was going to say cat ears. But then Cole was like, um, I actually want, like, interesting, like, technological things. And I was I like, didn't say that. <laughs> no, like you didn't say it with your words, but you said it with your attitude. Kind of like right. when you oh. made a raccoon earlier. That being said, though, even if it would take way too much effort to fly, just having wings, how cool am yeah. I? Like, literally, I, <laughs> they're inconvenient. I still think wings would be a cool choice. Well, see, though, yeah. I have what, with them. But what about when you go to you go to lay down and you have to exactly? Like, what the fuck is this, man? My, what do you my, do my with wing that hurts because I slept on it wrong. They fold in like a bird. Yeah, but they're like still huge. I'm, they're still yeah, huge. I'm, I like sleeping on my side. None of you guys read fucking Maximus Ride and it shows. Maximus <laughs> Ride. Heard wing, of it? Her <laughs> wings were big. I read, I read about yes, that boys in a court of thorns and roses. Excuse yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, what? What about, what about the court of thrones and roses? Bat boys. Their wingspan indicates oh. other things. That's all. Oh, oh that's, dick size. Okay. <laughs> There's literally. 
There's multiple <laughs> episodes in Maximum Ride where she talks. They talk about how big their wings are. <laughs> yeah, and how it's just not an issue when they sleep. Well, I was thinking nice more like tight. chairs. It would be awkward. Well, Maximum like, Ride is in a computer chair. chair. Yeah, like how close work with that? You'd have to have everything custom made. Right. Or I mean, if you have wings, so I feel like you're gonna be making bank. Yeah. That's alternatively like cool wigs, you know? I'll I'll walk around shirtless and just show off my wings. That'll be the main reason I work out is so I could (laughs) I could feel justified (laughs) being shirtless to show off my wings. Here is my wings, now give me money. Yes. Literally. (laughs) And then you retire. And then you retire. <laughs> that sounds fucking nice. Yes. <sighs> I don't want to retire. I've already been tired. True. Mm. So true, Bessie. Yeah. <laughs> so true, Bessie. And on that note, let's get into the book. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, tomato, tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> uh, hey, when we last left off, Mark's died. Uh, and now Ooh? we are doing No. It. He did? What? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. That was really convincing. <laughs> I was like, hope you didn't skip an episode. <laughs> it's funny. I was just about to mute myself too. So, uh, sorry to find out this way, but yeah, he did, and now we're doing three percussions of that, uh, mostly from Sam's POV. Um, so it goes back in time, beginning. Sam remembers the first time he saw Marks die. It was in a production of Mac- Macbeth when Marks was. Some guy named Banco. I've never seen Make Macbeth. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation or not, but I'm rolling with it. Uh, Sam remembers that he was like feeling really awkward about running lines with Marks because it was like really early in their friendship. Uh, but they d- did okay together. Sam even revealed afterwards that like, yeah, he used to run lines with his mom. Uh, and then the like, future Sam's like, yeah, you know what? That was probably the start of my friendship. Uh, and then he's like, does some math like that means Marks and I were friends for 4,873 days or 13 years, four months, one week and a day, which is, he says, about six months more than he knew his mom before his mom died. Uh, he recalls then like asking his grandma for advice of dealing with grief back when his mom died and his grandma response is like, yeah, you get up, you go to work, you do what you need to get done and you keep repeating it. And sometimes it's hard, but it gets better. Uh, and she, she also mentions that, like, yeah, sometimes I talk to your mom in my head, you know, like, you know, and she doesn't always respond, but sometimes. Uh, that's chapter one, chapter two of this part. Uh, the office has been closed for a significant portion of time, and uh, it's finally time to deal with it. Normally, that is Marx's responsibility, but now it's falling to Sam because Sadie has not answered any of her phone at all since uh, Marx's death. Sam uh actually start to like have some character growth and like take time to consider other people's uh emotions before just being a brash asshole thinking to himself like hey what would mark's do in this situation he starts making a list of everything that needs to get fixed in the office the bloodstained floor new locks new security etc etc he calls the accountant for the company and learns that like unfair games isn't actually doing that great as far as cash goes right now and he sees like his office torn to shreds and he recalls a situation in the hospital of like Sadie hitting him and blaming him for Marx's death and Sam like not really stopping her and just like kind of wishing she was hit would hit him harder actually. Uh, while trying to go through some of his stuff, he gets a call from the Worths about their portfolio for our infinite days. And Sam's like, I don't have time to fucking deal with you guys right now. And he hangs up on them and the flooring guy comes in and cleans up the stain. That's chapter two. Chapter three, Master of Revels was supposed to have an expansion pack that was released in the upcoming December. Or it's supposed, to, it's supposed to have an upcoming expansion that's going to be released, but Sadie has not been, like, doing any of her work since the death, because, like, you know, grief. 
Uh, she was supposed to come back to the office on like reopen day, but she was too sick. And like she was blaming it on her pregnancy and just like fucking told Sam to deal with it himself and walk back home. And then after a month of like no real input from her on any of the game stuff she's working on, uh, Sam eventually goes to her house and does the Sam thing of being far too annoying to ignore. He tries to talk to her about her responsibilities as like a co-owner of the company, but Sadie's having like none of it and being just like kind of a annoying little girl about it. Uh, and finally, Sam like snaps and tells her, hey, you're not the first person to have experienced grief. You're not a pioneer in grief. Uh, and he calls her weaker than she than he thought. And she's like, you've always made too much of me and tells him to get the fuck out and not come back. And then after that, the expansion got finished, though, like a week before she gave birth. And but Sam doesn't play it until like much, much later. That's chapter three. Chapter four, the baby is born. The baby's name is Naomi Watanabe Green. It was born in July, making her either a Cancer or a Leo. I'm not quite sure. It depends on where in the month she's born. Uh, Sam has not come back to Sadie's house since, but has gotten in the habit of just driving by her house after work every single day. Chapter 5, uh, the final counterpart high game got completed, and Simon says they should throw a party. Sam, never having heard of one of these mysterious parties, has no idea how they work or how to plan one. So he hires a planner. And like the planner's like, yeah, we're going to make the whole thing graduation theme. It's going to be gaudy, but people love it. Uh, he invites Sadie, but knows that she wouldn't come because uh, she was an adult with a child and Sam's an adult with a business to run mostly by himself. During this party, Sam goes into Sadie's office to kind of like, get away from everything for a little bit. And he runs into Ant, who's also hiding from the party. Uh, Ant is going through a portfolio, which is the ends up being like the worst our infinite days portfolio. And the two of them go through it. And suddenly Sam remembers the call he got when he first came back to the office. And like thinks that this game might actually be worth pursuing. Uh, you know, this this game from the worths might be worth pursuing. But um, to, uh, Sam and Ant talk for a little bit <laughs> about Sadie. And Ant mentions that like she still plays games at night sometimes. So she's not like totally done from gaming just yet. They go out to the roof for the cap toss. And on his way home, Sam parks outside of Sadie's house and like texts her about the portfolio. Sadie just says that she can't do anything right now. Eventually, Sam does meet with the Worths and tells them that he's gone over the game a few times, but wants to hear how they see it, which is uh, something that Marks once sent to Simon and Ant about their proposal. Chapter 6, the Worths are taking Sadie's office to work on it. All of Sadie's stuff is being sent to her home, and Sam would officially be the last partner at the office. Sam watches the two Worths work, and Charlotte, who is the wife, was looking at the Master of Revels expansion. Sam mentioned that he hasn't played it yet, and Charlotte's like, hey, do you mind spoilers? And in... More proof that Sam I am. Uh, Sam responds that he doesn't think it's possible to spoil a game because the point isn't what happens, but the process of going to, which is something that I have repeatedly said is like that's ver almost verbatim my definition for like why I don't care about spoilers because it, it doesn't matter what this actual spoiler is. It's how we get to that point. The guy who uh, skips cutscenes doesn't care about the story of a game. What? Get him! Get him, Beals! Get him! <laughs> I don't skip cutscenes all the time. Go for the though. throat. Uh, but like, also like I don't know. It's fun seeing how how we get to. It. I don't care about like the actual thing that happened. Like I don't care that Snape kills Dumbledore. It's more important like how, why Spoilers. Snape kills Dumbledore. Snape kills Dumbledore. It's fucking twelve years old and from a shitty <laughs> office. Yeah, they ain't got fine. Anyways, this interruption. Carry on. <laughs> Charlotte shows uh, Sam an Easter egg where like after the actor who plays Macbeth in this expansion is murdered, you have three options for replacement. One of whom is this unknown actor with an unknown quality from some traveling place. And if you choose that one, a handsome Asian man takes the role of Macbeth, giving the famous tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow speech, which is a speech that like Marx was very fond of and has always wanted to play. 
uh, Sam thanks Charlotte quietly for showing him this, and he goes back to his office and feeling like hope for both him and Sadie for the first time, begins to think of a game that like both he and her would love, an open world multiplayer, like Oregon Trails type of system game. And he starts like taking notes and like thinks about like how how, how would Sadie begin to make this game? And uh, that's this whole little expansion or this whole little part. This expansion chapter, this DLC, yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> the DLC, everything after Marx just for DLC. This chapter, man, uh, that'd be terrible if Marx's death was just end of book. Oh god, <laughs> end oh, of base book. <laughs> Gosh, do we have any quotes we want to share? I didn't feel like a horribly quote worthy. Uh, like set for me but i mean there were some cool things notably i really liked the um uh just the uh hold on i'm trying to make sure i got this right uh the conversation with bong cha and sam is like yes in my mind i would i would talk to her and sometimes she would reply sometimes she wouldn't whatever and then that being how the chapter ended with mm. i'm talking with sadie and i know how she would respond if she didn't hate me all the time and mm. <laughs> and all that good stuff but i thought that was cute but also like it was fine when it was marx's voice because like yeah that's fucking processing grief sure whatever once he started like adding sadie's voice into this mind in his head i felt a little bit more concerned that he might be not quite there I don't have an issue with that personally yeah. as, and that's something like I've processed through like years and years of therapy like I have my parents voices fucking ingrained into my brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like it's very hard not to listen to them and so I, I don't think it's wrong to necessarily like have other people's POVs near in your brain I don't think it means anything's wrong with you I think it's just it's it's a way of having empathy in my eyes it's a way of seeing things through other people's point of views like like, I have Austin's voice in my head when he's not around, you know? It's like, you know, Austin would have these opinions on this matter, and that would impact, like, how I feel about it in some ways, and stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't have any issues with that person. Yeah. I can't relate to him a narcissist. In this context, it kind of seems like he's doing it as a way to move forward. Like, okay, I don't have Sadie here. I don't have Marks here. But I need to keep going. Yeah, so absolutely. like they live in they they live on in my head now and now I have to think of okay what would Sadie do what would Marx do what would Sadie say what would Marx say cuz that's mm-hmm. the way forward like like I'm not like with you like what Yeah I'm I'm not terribly like concerned but it is like if it go <laughs> if it progresses farther I feel like this is the starting point <laughs> If his dementia gets worse we know where it started they come into the office. Sam, how'd you make this game? Sam's like, oh, Sadie and I made it. Sam, there's nobody there. Sadie <laughs> Green's been dead for right? 10 years. <laughs> I have a small quote. Um, <clears throat> this is just me being a gamer. Um, the part where um, Sam is talking with Charlotte um, and they're talking about the Easter egg from the mm-hmm. Master of Rebels DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, there's a way Sadie Green does blood that's so good. Maybe it's my imagination, but I feel like she has people bleeding slightly different colors and the blood has different viscosities even. It's a small thing, but the idea that blood can have character... Sorry. It's a small thing, the idea that blood can have character, but I'm obsessed with it. Me too, bitch! That's so fucking cool! What the hell? And now I'm just like... 
that my mind was like, we need a horror game with it. But like, that's so cool. I'm like, <laughs> like this book is so damn annoying. It's like, I want to play these games. Give me, hand it over. <laughs> I need this immediately. <laughs> All I'm thinking about this quote right now is when Cole was showing uh, Persona 3 before. And the character doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. I started playing Persona 3 today. And like in the intro, first, like first time you're controlling the character, he's walking through blood pooled all around him he's like no oh, yeah, no I, I just need to my dorm i gotta go to my dorm it's like what bro there's <laughs> coffins just floating around everywhere yeah. just there's like coffins and blood and like it's dark it's, and spooky and everything's it's green it's just what? my living room leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> it's fine but, uh, if you choose that but i don't think he did Hello, 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 my friends. Tevin here, a.k.a. Beals. Welcome to the tea break. As is tradition around here, I'll be spending my tea break sipping on water, I guess. <laughs> At least it isn't soda this time. But uh, now nah, I'm always bad about drinking tea on the tea break. Just don't tell anybody. Cool. Thanks. I'm hoping I sound better to you guys right now. I have recently done a lot of changing and fixings of things uh, alongside redecorating my room, getting a whole new setup and a desk. And I decided to take the new setup as an opportunity to change things in the recordings as well. It's been a grand old time and hopefully I'm not going to cut out nearly as much when I cry in pain at the deaths of all the characters I love. <laughs> On the subject of the deaths of characters I love, we are getting close to the end of tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And that's, kind of crazy to think about. I hope you guys have been enjoying the book as much as we have been. It's been a grand read, but oh, does it hurt sometimes? Oh, does it hurt indeed? <laughs> On um, And of course, there's a million little things you can always do to help us out, as we and every podcast will always ask you at all times. But the, at the end of the day, we wouldn't really be much of a book club without a club, right? And for that, we need people. So uh, with that being said, we would love to have you swing by our Discord. Say hi, chat with us, chat with us about the books that we're reading or about any nonsense that we can get distracted by. We've got channels for hobbies, pet pictures, whatever, right? Always a good old time. Bring some friends with you if you want to, but even just, even just you being there, even just having an extra person in the book club is always a grand old time. That's what the club is all about. <laughs> But my friends, I think I've taken enough of your time. You all stay awesome and have a great one. Let's go ahead and get back to Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Thank you. Also, like speaking of blood, can we talk about how Sam's first instinct after this blood stain has been on the on his floor for like I think three months at this point? He's like, oh yeah, let me try water first. That'll get rid of it. Which is Art. <laughs> I mean, he's a man, and men don't tend to clean much. So, and Marks was cleaning for him. Clearly, yeah. that's mm, the answer so... here. He doesn't know how. He he didn't Google it beforehand. Is the issue? We're really feeling the Marks absence here. <laughs> yeah, this no. is a moment where things break. Down. Oh, Marks, Marks would know how to clean up his own blood anything. here. <laughs> oh no. It, oh. It, I, I found it interesting they don't have any maintenance staff that came in there at all for those three yeah. months. Yeah, like, no I one agree. had touched like, any of that. that. Like, there's no like, like person in the building like that just works for the building or like works. No, because they the... bought the building outright. Oh, the building. Like... I thought they paid rent or something. My bad. No, they. Uh, <laughs> that was why their account is. That's why like their account is so low because they purchased right. the building. Mm -hmm. oh. but, no, no, you should have someone. Said, 
yeah he yeah, said yeah. that he called a maintenance person or something i don't know maybe he called, a, he called yeah. the insurance company's like flooring person mm -hmm. yeah. hmm. uh, i did have a moment it was very brief once we got to the that one chapter but i did have a brief moment of empathy for sam because like imagine how hard it would be to go to that building in the first place mm -hmm. and the first thing you have to deal with is cleaning up the murder scene essentially mm -hmm. like god yeah. damn that would be so impossible to do, but like he's and they were like, take a picture of it, file a claim. Bitch, someone died. What do you mean? No, that's exactly what insurance would do, though. Yeah. One hundred percent. That tracks. Oh, like, yeah. take, yeah. document it. We'll see what we can do. We probably won't cover it. I thought yeah. I had that as an actual quote I was going to bring up. How it said the agent he spoke to said that the, their policy did not explicitly cover damage from mass shootings, and I'm like, that is the most American. Part oh, of yeah. Entire book. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Empathy. Mm, but oh. do I get paid for that? Well, actually, a mass shooter, a mass shooting is defined by three victims, but right. I think it says that. Um, yeah, literally, like I was cheering for Sam so, so so hard during this chapter. I was like, yeah, step up. Woohoo, empathy, do it. And of course, the first second he talks to Sadie, everything goes to shit immediately. And I'm like, okay, wow. Well, like, also, at this point, Neither Sadie has been. Are... doing fuck all for several months dude it was three months after the father of her child died mm -hmm. that's the father not of the parasite i'm but... so glad that sam <laughs> sam's way to process that was to get up and go back to work but nobody processes grief the same way like was, exactly. Sa was sadie kind of being a bitch early on in the chapter yes was she being immature mm -hmm. yes but 100%. she was depressed she is pregnant, which, by the way, fucks with your body big. Like, pregnancy by itself is hell. Hard mm -hmm. enough. But, like, pregnancy yeah. on top of the person, like, you love dying, being shot in your office. Like, mm -hmm. again, is she handling it the best way she could? No. Is she kind of being a bitch at one point? Yeah. But to walk into someone's house when they're pregnant and they just lost the love of their life three months after they died and tell them that they're being lazy and weak? What the Absolutely, fuck is wrong yeah. with you? I mean, at the same time, though, Sam's like, Sam is trying to do all this himself, and he needs help. And he's he's not um, handling it well, absolutely, either. Neither of them are handling it well. No, I, I think the issue is, and I talked with Austin a little bit about this before the episode, but I think all Sadie had to do, and I'm, I agree 100% with Marty in this, like, Sadie's going through shit, and I'm, I'm giving her, you know, room for that, like, to be an asshole. But, like, she just needed to be okay with handing over control for a little bit or, mm -hmm. I agree or, with that. or taking responsibility and stepping up if she was capable. She needed to do one of those two things, I think, as a mature response. But at the same time, she is going through hell. I, I, I'm not going to condemn her for those actions. And I'm also not going to be too mean to Sam in this instance either because Sam is going through his own hell too. Like... He loved Mark, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a different sort of love, but like he was dependent on Marks in a lot of ways. And <laughs> and so even when Sam's an asshole in this chapter, like I can give him some room for that because it's like he's he's not only processing the loss of his friend, but also like having to deal with all this new stuff with the company that he's never had to consider. Mm hmm. He is literally learning how to like, try, he's trying to figure out how to run a business by the seat of his pants. Yeah. And that's hard too. And so like, I, I don't blame him for saying what he did necessarily, but like. 
I, I think there's a bigger responsibility to the people that were going to go back to yeah. work there how we, how we wanted to. All of those people's paychecks depended on those projects being successful and being mm-hmm. on track. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's ultimately responsible for these people paying their bills. So I get the pressure and he felt it on top of the grief. So I, I give him a little bit of leeway too. I gave him a little bit. It's just like the part where he's like, like the whole, like you think you're a pioneer of grief. Like you think you're, you're hurting more than anyone else. It's like, no, but I just, the way I just, again, feel like he crossed the line and just the absolute, and just the part also that got me when he was like, you almost destroyed our friendship over this game. Even after he was like, yeah, I hate this game. Fuck you. And he's like, oh, I never actually minded it. He's like, oh, you and your selfish little bitch ass made this game anyway, knowing it could have destroyed us. Like, it's just so like, it's so like, woe is me is what I got from all of that. Like, it almost felt like he was projecting to me. He's like, you think you hurt more than me, huh? It's like, no, she was literally just depressed, dude. Yeah. But even like immediately after that, it mentions that like Sadie's like, he would never, she, she would never told him, but like, she did need the kick in the butt. Mm-hmm. I did like that um that moment that you, that you just said that like she would say that she eventually needed that especially mm-hmm. because like this isn't the first time that we've seen her shut down for a long period of time yeah. right. and so it's not like her locking herself away is like a new thing or anything this is what we kind of expect from her and mm-hmm. that is her way of coping and that's totally fine but um but yeah just the fact that yes it's been three months and that ended up being helpful to her somehow it works out I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I agree that he needed to go to her house, but did he have to be such an asshole about it? I, I, I agree with that completely. He 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 did say some things that I'm like, whoa, that's like, I mean, I get what you're trying to say, but I mean, yeah. use your Mark's powers you have now and like yeah, think literally, about something I, I was before like, you say Mark's it. Mark's powers go suddenly. Like he was doing great until he stepped through the door and Mark's was like, I'm leaving. Like, no, please re-enter the group chat. This is where we need you the most, Mark's. Yeah. Please don't abandon us. It was here. just like all, and it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of like annoying because I was like, he clearly just did a bunch of growth and all that just went out the window. And he's like, okay, my, my little boy emotions are back. It's like, bruh. I was just going to say, though, like, we also have to understand that, like, Sam and Sadie still have a lot of unresolved conflict, even before this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's easy in those moments when you're already around someone who you you trust and you have history with to regress a little bit, I think, like that. Yeah, because there is a lot of, like, stale things that are kind of mm-hmm. coming up when they are, like, confronting each other. Like, Clearly, Sadie kind of not like blames Sam for Marx's death, but like it's very like you know likely to like pin as much of like this on Sam as she can. Yeah. yeah, like and like she brings up like this is just bringing up like a lot of the bad feelings that she had for Sam. Like, oh, you're just doing something for your own agenda. Is that it? Like. You know, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. So it's just not bringing out the best in either of them right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't remember where I was going with this. That's okay. <laughs> it has to be like a super hard Sam defender because like he's a piece of shit here. But like, he also could have been so much worse too. He could have been. I do think he shouldn't he, have been, but he could he have been. been. Like, <laughs> like he he could have been a lot harsher and meaner. And he did try his best to understand her point of view for months at a time. This is like months of him being understanding and months mm-hmm. of him like trying to let her deal with it his her own way. And this is now three months after he's after Marx has died. And he's like, all right, shit has to happen now. Yeah. We are I was, like, I was literally rooting for him so much until he opened his damn mouth in the house. 
Yeah, he did give her space, like all that time to be at home and stuff, which is which is good. And I'm glad that he was mature enough to do that. Like, I don't think I don't think chapter two or four or whatever, Sam would have given her the three months of grievance. Be like, no, Ichigo has to be made. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that he died. I do like uh, after Charlotte showed him the Easter egg and she was like having a whole panic attack about it. He's like, wait, was that the wrong thing? Did I did I screw up? Did I piss Sam off? And uh, his her husband was just like, I don't know. He thanked you, right? He's like, yeah, but he could have been polite. He's like, I don't think Mazer is polite. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. I really highlighted that. No one. <laughs> I don't think, it's like, yeah, man. He sees him. Sees him who he yeah. is. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Mazer's polite. It was her first day, too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. blame her for that. Yeah, that, that's so... They're going to fire me, but... I really did like the part where I always like getting books where you see the title and you're like, ah, there it is, yeah. there it is. Yes. Like that one, that one Leo did not live. Well, DiCaprio? what am I trying to say? Yeah, DiCaprio, <laughs> that one clip where he's like, I can't whistle right now. It's like, doop, doop. And he points at yeah. the screen. Like, that's when it's yeah. like, oh, there it is. There's the title. We did it, boy. <laughs> Does anyone want to read that passage from Macbeth? Can I see if oh, I can do it without here. looking? <laughs> I want to offer to do it, but I don't have a good reading quote voice. Like oh, no, you, you should do it. No. Do it. I'm going to butcher it. Why are you trying I mean, to do it without reading? Because I had to memorize it in my English class. In like okay, I want you to try it. Yeah, I want you to try it. Yeah, I'm going to watch now. it. I'm going to judge you. Are you ready? Book closed. Okay, so it goes. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in its petty pace from day to day to the last something of borrowed time of recorded time Fuck. and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death out out brief candle life is but a walking shadow a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and is heard no more it's a tale told by an idiot filled with sound and fury signifying nothing you did so fucking good oh, mic drop <laughs> And also, you, yeah, I, the last three. syllable of recorded time. There God go. damn it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Close enough. Also, I love it when they're trying to come up with a name for their company, and Sam's like, yeah, yeah, forget a company. Let's just kill ourselves. <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. We <laughs> laughed out loud. Yeah, Mark says that so like soliloquy about that, and then so he's like, that's bleak. He's like, yeah, why start a game company? Let's just kill ourselves. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. That was funny. Uh, and then Sam Mark's really? like, "No, it's cool." I'm like, "Okay, haha." Anyway, no, a game next. is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It's infinite. Po- Fuck off! I don't care. <laughs> nice try, handsome. Next. <laughs> nice try, handsome. Listen, I thought he had a point. He, I like. I liked it. It's one I of those like cool sentences that functionally means nothing. Well, I I kind of agree though. It wasn't like a, I think like it wasn't really good like a game company name. It's like it doesn't carry. I don't necessarily like like unfair, but like it's not the same. Like mm-hmm. no, it's not like I'm gonna name the main character by Persona game Victor Bean. No, it's not the same. <laughs> Any other quotes anyone wants to talk about? Uh, I did have one small one. So if anyone caught the baby's name Naomi, there's mm-hmm. meaning in that. So this is a research moment. It's small this time. Let's go. Let's hear it. Is it uh, Shakespeare? It's, no, it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> Although the name, the name. I, its origin is either Japanese or Hebrew, which makes perfect sense, oh. knowing that Sadie is Jewish. And I thought Sam was Jewish. No, no Sadie's Sadie, 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 Jewish. Sam's Korean. 
and yeah, um, Marx is <laughs> Japanese. So just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. There's, I think in Hebrew, Naomi means like pleasant or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was cool. That was mm, a great, yeah. great name. Good mm. catch. I have a quote about the babies because I just liked it because it made me laugh. This is Sam's POV. It says, besides, he did not particularly want to meet the baby. He feared babies in general. Their immaculateness was threatening to him. <laughs> like, that was funny. That was but also, I would not. Baby and immaculate are not no. two words. No, not at all. No. No. They're like I, scary aliens. I don't yeah, think he's ever met a baby. I don't think he Maybe he saw baby, one. Really. Yeah, saw one on TV, and they're like, "Wow, that yeah. looks perfect." And he's never interacted with an actual yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> just the image of a child, you know. Yeah. I just, I don't know that that quote made me laugh yeah. so hard. Which, yeah, babies are scary. To be fair, but they are, but not because yeah, they're immaculate. immaculate. <laughs> Fragile, maybe like sensitive. I don't know, but not. When he's talking with Ant later, he Ant's like, "Yeah, the baby's cute. It looks like a mixture of Sadie and Marks." And Sam's like, "Yeah, of course, all babies are cute." Like, no, what? <laughs> what, Sam? What? <laughs> I hit all my quotes. We are eighty-four percent of the way done with this book, yeah. so we're getting yeah. real close. Where's the the page view count? <laughs> the uh, next section is called Pioneers. Speaking of pioneering grief, yeah, Ooh. we didn't we didn't talk about that actually. Like Sam was talking about making. An MMO, and it's he talked Oregon, about yeah, Oregon Trail, Oregon Oregon. Trail style MMO. Wow, Red Dead Redemption too. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that's another thing where I was like, "Fuck this book," because um, they, whatever game I can't remember what they're calling it. I want to play it too. Maple that Town, cool. Our Infinite Days. Uh, yeah, Our Infinite Days. Mm, that cool. one did sound cool. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Right, I did. Oh, the God. water vampires? Wow, that's yeah, cool. Water vampires super cool. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. It just like sounds like just call them fucking zombies or whatever. No, like, zombies are gross. Water vampires cool. Water vampires cool. <laughs> water vampires cool. I think yeah, the, maybe the, the timeline matches up too. This is like right when like I I, I think The Walking Dead like first premiered. Mm -hmm. Like the oh, zombie really? mania was like getting really big, like 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah, you're so right. But the next part is called Pioneers. Um, I will be reading. So we didn't get any Sadie POV this this We part. will. No, we definitely. Yeah, will. we probably will. Yeah. Sadie POV would okay. just be a blank a blank screen. In, the the capital bed. A just ah. Which is also that's the rest of the book actually. <laughs> also, it mentioned her having postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't, just postpartum depression is just like. One of the worst things ever. Mm -hmm. Like, the amount of women who've either wanted to kill themselves, kill their child, like, that shit's scary. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm really worried for Sadie, and it kind of seems like she doesn't have a support system, really, or isn't there. willing. Is, is that who Alice like... is? Yeah, Alice, Alice okay, is she's like Alice. She's a doctor, like, too. Who the fuck is Alice? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, I don't know, just, I don't, like, I'm just worried for Sadie. Mm -hmm. Like, I just my my girl's not doing good. I will say Although that one line was she calling Alice the parasite or was she calling the baby no, the parasite? Like she's definitely talking about her baby. Yeah. So I was like, what do you mean? I thought it was dropping like game DLC. <laughs> it was cute for a little bit and then it got yeah, sad. And now it's cute again. No, I just also 
I don't know if Sadie's ready to be a mom. No, I have not never. A I say that with all the love in my heart. I don't. I just. I'm worried for the child. I really am. Yeah. This is why an with I, as a person, be like, ignore it for like two weeks. Literally, I'm like, this is why I, as a depressed person, will never have a child. Well, multiple reasons, right. but that's gonna be the first one. Like, I just, ooh, and not, not like it's, not like it's a choice she has at this point because the baby's there. But mm. this means we're like three years away from there being like 30s and them mm-hmm. not talking ish. I mean, yeah, the writing's kind of on the wall by now. I was mm-hmm. wondering if we will get any more Sadie POV because she's like kind of checked out, you know. Yeah, that's I wonder if like out. I wonder if like Sam's just going to be like continuing carrying this torch for us. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I think that's probably my biggest prediction at this point is yeah. that I think Sadie will never stop blaming Sam for what happened. Definitely. I don't yeah. think they can reconcile that at this point. It's almost too far. I would exactly. think it'd be really strange in a book about the like in the relationship between like gaming partners to just kind of drop one of the gaming partners per- this like this far through. I don't know. I feel like it would maybe make sense, but I, we'll see. Yeah, I guess like if it's just Sam, what drama is there? I do Let's- want to. Mention, <laughs> yeah, I do want to mention that the last part of this book, so not the part we're reading next, but the one after that, is called Freights and Grooves, which is an Emily Dickinson reference, uh, reference or an Emily Blaster. Emily Blaster. So that has to be a reference to Sadie in some okay. capacity. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah, she's in it or not. Sense. I'm. I'm avoiding spoilers really? as the person who read it. But <laughs> clearly, the book jumps twenty years in the future, and we get Naomi POV. Naomi PV. Or she's marks. There is the part of me that's wondering if, like, a lot of Sam and Sadie's early friendship in the book was defined by the fact that they had that massive gap in time where they just couldn't forgive each other and then eventually just said, screw it. And, like, they made the promise to never do that again or whatever. And of course, they're doing that again. But mm. I want to be hopeful, guys. I know. <laughs> I want the book to end with. After all this time, we haven't seen Sadie for however many chapters, and then Sadie catches up with Sam, and it's like, so about Ichigo 3, end credits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real credits. I, I don't think Ichigo 3 is happening for oh, oh. No. <laughs> First Half-Life, no. 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 Oh, God, you made Valve. Oh, no. No, this is Valve all over. No, 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 Valve. The true story of Valve. Tomorrow, tomorrow, does that make <laughs> Sam Gabe? Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, round head and all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what's the zombie game by Valve? Uh, Left for Dead. Left for Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh, our infinite days. That's yeah. some deg- true degradation from what they were describing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just trying to tie it to the Valve lore. Sorry. Valve lore. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> lore. No, wait, hit that. Hit that. Can't say that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Lore? Can't, yeah, you have, to add, you have to add the L. You have to add the L if you're doing that. Lore. And then the one, like the sparkle emoji. Floor. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I'm now reading what that word means. <laughs> Don't mind me. What word? The one that Cole didn't want us to say. Floor? Vor. Oh, no, Macha, no! Don't look it up! Macha, no! Save yourself! Macha! No, no! You know what? Just listen to the Sleep Token song with the same name. That's that's good. Uh- <laughs>
Okay. Save yourself. okay, I'll close the window. I'll Thank move you on. Thank for being guests. <laughs> Thank everyone listeners for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, review it, share it with friends, join our community Discord where you can, like, no! enter, I'm sorry, where you can enter in on the discussion. Uh, if you like Macho and I shenanigans, we have another podcast called Keepers of the Monster Guild where we talk about fantasy folklore creatures and all the and create fun NPCs with those creatures. Um, we made a uh, a fey dragon did. who was an influencer. So if you want to learn more we, about we that, did, you should check that out. We made a silver dragon that was born in the fey and just wanted to become a TikTok influencer. Aww. Just oh, like yes. me for real. Um, Lunalia. Yeah, Lunalia, silver wind or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Bullshit <laughs> fucking great name. Uh, yeah, check that out. Join our, our, join our Discord. Follow us on the social medias. Everything's in the episode description. And uh, don't kill people. Look up. Oh. Don't look up Vor. Don't, don't look up Vor. And uh, oh. don't shoot yourself in the head like Persona people. Damn. Yeah. 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 Or uh, Red Bandana. It didn't work out well. Yeah. Don't do that, don't don't do that, that. either. Don't no shoot off your face. I've done that. It hurts. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs>